If she didn't commit at least one murder, it would have been really problematic for me. Hello and welcome to the Euro What, episode 117 for the week of April 26, 2021. I'm Mike McComb and I'm joined today by Ben Smith. Hey Ben. Hey Mike. And our special guest, Tabor Bain. Hey Tabor. Hey Mike. We are a group of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest. And this week, we'll be talking about the middle section of the second semifinal. Thanks for joining us, Tabor. Yeah, it's good to be here. I'm very excited for exactly this chunk of exactly this semifinal. So I'm glad that I'm here for exactly this component of what's happening today. It's a very good slice of songs. We knew we wanted to invite you onto the show and it's like, oh, please have Serbia fall in with a good set. And I don't know if there was a more perfect match that could have come up from this grouping just based on your Twitter presence. So (laughs) I have a well-documented fondness for exactly what Hurricane's doing. It is a very specific Eurovision mood that I am very, very emotionally attached to. So I'm very excited to have this discussion today. Excellent. So how did you get introduced to Eurovision? So this happened to me, and I say this happened to me because it's kind of like a life moment that happens to you accidentally. When I was an undergraduate, one of my sweet mates was from the Netherlands, and he was interested in this thing. This was a million years ago. I'm not going to tell the exact year, but it was around the time where it was novel that you could watch some of it streaming, or you could watch parts of it on the internet, and I was actually able to hear some of the songs over, I'm sure, like, Real Player or something. Oh, wow, Real Player. (laughs) That takes me That's a fun trip. (laughs) Yeah, this is horrifying. I didn't need to name a year, but I've dated myself hard anyway. But I just started looking into what was happening here. It's such a particular, peculiar kind of oddity that happens in the music universe that I find so compelling and so satisfying. I've been keeping up with the whole Eurovision thing since. Much the consternation of everybody that has to ever ride with me in a car. Because I used to have the absolute most hated mixed CDs at the ready at all times. So that was just a danger that I came with. Any second it could go from something normal to something that's not normal. And not okay. You are in very good company. Speaking for myself, Ben, I don't know if that's your experience. (laughs) I have snuck your vision into so many college radio shows. Oh, I did college radio too. I didn't inject any Eurovision into my college radio experience at WXJM 88.7 FM. We put the rad in radio. For me, it was, well, it's 1.30 in the morning on, on a Saturday in Terre Haute, Indiana. So why not put this on the airwaves? Oh, yeah. I never did one of the real late night time slots, except when I was filling in for somebody. And usually the late night and early morning slots on our station were Americana. Some of our biggest listeners were from the state penitentiary, and they really liked the country music. So we tried to play mm-hmm. that late night when the guards would call the line, see what was up. Fun times. Come over, come over. I'm over doing without you. 
let's get started with Moldova. They are being represented by Natalia Gordienko and her song Sugar. Natalia won the Moldova National Selection in 2020 and was reselected internally for 2021. She has represented Moldova previously in 2006. She has won a number of international competitions, including the New Wave Festival in 2007. This is a Dream Team production and Natalia has been Kirkrov's muse prop throughout this selection season. It's a little creepy. She's trapped in his castle. Moldova's best finish was third place in 2017, and they've only made the final twice since 2014. They're in a bit of a rough patch right now. I know I had a strong reaction the first time that I saw the video. Tabor, what was your reaction when you saw that guy's face ripped off? <laughs> Okay, so I was prepared for the face to be ripped off, and I say this not as somebody who knew that the face was going to get ripped off in this video. That detail is not something that was pre-known to me. The thing about the way that they set up Natalia in this video is they made it abundantly clear that she has killed and she will kill again. <laughs> um, and she'll feel absolutely no remorse about it either that's really what's going on here but i was so fully entranced that i was prepared for any kind of dismemberment to occur and for her to do it <laughs> so by the time that she decided to deconstruct that face i was like well yeah of course she did I would have been disappointed if she didn't. <laughs> Just like all evidence has been pointing to this is happening. Right. If she didn't commit at least one murder, it would have been really problematic for me. I'm not even sure if it was a fully completed murder because the guy was just kind of like aw about it maybe we'll get that in the extended version of the video for the 12 inch mix oh there we go yeah <laughs> yeah i mean you know clearly this guy was not really selected from the kisinau school of advanced dramatic arts he didn't really convey to me oh i just had my face ripped off so much as i've just been offered a discount on my auto insurance <laughs> And it's a couple percent more than maybe I expected it was going to be. But I still think the subtext is there that you don't survive a full face cake removal operation unless you are just cake and have been cake all along. I have not rewatched the video. I really wanted this to go more full body horror. They could have leaned into it. The track has grown on me. I initially thought it was a set of disparate parts, but it's starting to cohere, which is good. Mike, where are you at with this one? This is probably the track that I have listened to most this Eurovision season. I don't think it's my favorite song from a competitive standpoint, but this is checking a lot of boxes for me. I think early on somebody compared it to Maruv's Siren Song, or at least having the same sort of instrumentation elements as that. Oh, yeah. And so mm -hmm. I'm really responding to that. It's just so dragtastic, particularly if you look up any performances that she's done, because she is trying to lip sync for her life, and it is just not working. <laughs> I'm very curious to see what they do with this on stage, because when you hit the 
face ripping off part of it. What are they going to do to convey that same sort of shock and power and really orgasm that's the only way that i can describe what is happening there yes this is a deeply horny song yeah yeah so i mean i'm just thinking the equivalent would be she reaches into a cake and pulls out a still beating heart kind of like an inverse of what was happening in the music video but i don't think that that's going to play well on live tv that's going to require a level of precision that it's a lot to ask of anybody more than anything moldova's broadcaster i don't believe that they're prepared to give us murder in the way that we need here. So I don't think that we're going to get the death that we're looking for, especially considering that Natalia, oh my gosh, Mike, you're saying she's lip syncing for her life. I'm dying because she is not a natural performer. I was trying to see if there was any sort of live perform, like true live performance of this, and I could not find anything. The first thing that I found was this TV performance, and she's doing such a bad job that they're eventually cutting away to the audience at parts where you would not normally cut away to audience shots. Like, it's in that build up to the face rippage. Yeah, I watched that same one, and it gave me... Not the feelings that you feel when somebody's coming out with something kind of new and they're not really sure how they want to roll it yet. So they're kind of taking it easy, taking it kind of simple, getting the fundamentals down. It had that kind of full body experience of, oh no, she doesn't intend to do anything with this. This is just what she's decided to settle for. Poor thing. Given her resume of winning so many other singing competitions, I assume she can sing. I'm not worried about that part of the live performance, but the fact that she's not giving anything. And I also find it weird that Cyprus is getting called out for devil worship. Russia and Latvia are getting called out for raising the idea of women's equality. Not a peep about the face rippage, the attempted murder, none of that. There's a disconnect that's happening with Moldova that I'm kind of fascinated by. <laughs> We've been weirdly desensitized to violence, Mike. It's fine. I guess. How does it keep getting better? Every day I'll find some way The time we spend together Simply feels good Next is Iceland. Dathi and Gagnamagnid with 10 years. Dathi won Songvaketan in 2020 with Think About Things, which was a favorite to win last year. He tried to go to Eurovision in 2017 and was internally selected this year. He took advantage of this year's pre-recorded vocal backing role and built out a virtual choir of a thousand voices. That is the creativity I wanted to see countries doing with that. The official music video is delightful and has Icelandic kaiju happening, which is great. He's in the middle of doing a augmented reality world tour in the lead up to Eurovision that stops by America next month. And there is a mobile video game that takes place between the events of Think About Things and 10 years. So he is doing a whole promotional thing for this. As a nation, Iceland was the runner up in both 1999 and 2009 and broke a four year non-qualification streak thanks to Hitari in 2019. So I really like Dothi's whole thing, but I am looking forward to hearing other opinions other than this is great. Tabor, what do you make of this one? I have to say, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion, really, but I'm a little underwhelmed 
and maybe it's because the feel of it, sort of the texture of it feels so different to me than Think About Things did. And of course, this is the curse of having performers having submitted a Eurovision song and us having heard a Eurovision song and then hearing another effort. I am personally very much in danger of comparing something that never got a chance to compete against something that is getting to compete and finding it wanting for that reason, which is maybe not fair to the performers. On one hand, yes. On the other hand, think about things went so viral that it is hard to not compare what follows it. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those moments where people that are not Eurovision people very much were aware of that song. Those kind of moments give me sort of the tingly creepies of this is either a really good sign for how this is going to perform in the contest, or this is not really a Eurovision song. It's a conundrum for me. Mm -hmm. I think part of it is this semifinal in particular is going to have a lot of tonal whiplash. And I, I think that was kind of unavoidable with how the lineup shook out and how the yeah. selections happened. So yes. like having this follow Sugar is a little weird and really being placed in between Sugar and Hurricane. That is high contrast right there. There needs to be a cut to the hosts opening to a nice video package somewhere in the middle of these three songs. Right, <laughs> right. But I'm thinking of people who may be tuning in on the night, and this is their first time checking in with Eurovision since 2019. And it feels like, at least with the way that the promo campaign for this song has been going, it's relying on so much knowledge of last year's entry and a lot of inside mm. jokes that I'm not sure are going to translate well to somebody who is completely fresh to this. Coming in on that Saturday, have not watched any of this, but is tuning in now. Right. Yeah. Like the TikTok dance aspect of it. Why are you doing a TikTok dance? This is not a TikTok dance song. It, it feels like Dothy is doing the most for this, and mm -hmm. it's a little too much. Let the song be the song. It, it has legs. It can do a lot on its own. Like, I really identify with the lyrics of this song. The lyrics of the song are great. The chorus does get stuck in my head. Specifically, I've been following Eurovision for 10 years, thinking of the lyrics in the context of my Eurovision experience. This is telling a story that is very specific to me, even though the story that he is telling is very specific to him and his family. And I think that's kind of neat that there could be these two completely separate experiences, but having the same response lyrically. I think the overall package is just a little too wrapped up. Yeah, I, I agree that, that they're trying to stuff a few too many elements into this. I do like the kaiju aspect of the video. I would love to see if they could figure out a way to bring some elements of that into the stage performance. Although, again, I don't know, that might be too much. Rather than relying on the dance, or if you're going to do the dance, at least have it tie in somehow with that. They have the costume. They made all the stuff. I just had to look up the lyrics, honestly, because I, I was hearing you saying that it gets stuck in your head, and I'm going like, man, I can't even remember how it goes which is usually not a good sign for me maybe this is why it doesn't connect for me because i am extremely single and i don't and it's you know he's going oh it's long time love and i'm like oh that's cute captain has a wife here I think that all of the stuff around Think About Things was such a lightning in a bottle moment that I'm not expecting that to be repeated at this year's contest. 
I think that you could have some of the residual love for that song helping get this up the charts. And I think for the jury aspect, I think there is a lot of interesting stuff happening with this musically. I would agree with that. I'm not concerned about this qualifying. I'm almost certain it's going to qualify, but I'm not getting winner vibes from this one. I think there's just too much baggage isn't really the right word because that implies that it's bad stuff that's dragging it down. I think it's just the moment has passed. Mm Mm-hmm. Nothing against the song, it's just the weirdness that is Eurovision as a competition. Next up is Serbia. Their girl group Hurricane will be singing Loco Loco. Hurricane won Beovizia in 2020 with Asta La Vista, and they were selected internally for 2021. Sonia represented Serbia in 2016, where she finished in 18th place. Ksenia sang backup for her dad Knez when he represented Montenegro in 2015. And Ivana was a dancer before joining the group. Serbia won Eurovision in 2007 with Molitva, and they've only missed the final three times. Tabor, the floor is yours. I'm mystified why you're giving me the floor for a song whose construct is Jenna Maroney. What if the theme was sluts? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of entries that you compare with last year's, Sonia Ksenia and Ivana really punched it up on this one. It's a major upgrade from last year. Even if they stuck with for some mystical, mystifying reason, a lightly Spanish-inspired chorus? Yeah. (laughs) Margarita Madness chorus, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They did crack open a Spanish one textbook for this one. I find this to be incredibly punchy throughout. They do a great job, I think, of not being too self-aware of what kind of a commodity product they're doing here it makes it very satisfying to listen to especially given that it takes a lot of moxie to lay out some of these lyrics without cracking up i get that have they done an english version of this yet because i know they did an english version of hasta la vista last year and i thought that was a huge mistake these lyrics should not be in english because i do not want to actually understand what you're saying because you're saying nothing no absolutely not i'd never heard the english version of it and i'm pleased i hadn't don't seek it out i do not want to know as far as i'm concerned i mean art takes with baby 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 igram sama you know like from right there i'm like okay we're good because you really don't want to overpress that there actually is meaning here and luckily bcs is not very widely spoken outside of bosnia croatia and serbia so that should not be an obstacle here baby 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 chemo drama like oh gosh <laughs> Like you, I also enjoy that it's not in English. I looked at the English lyrics and should not have spoiled the mystery because it's great on its own. The thing I don't get is that they can sing, but they're burying it so far in the mix on this. Yes. There's an acoustic performance, and I clicked on the link for the acoustic performance going, why does this song need an acoustic performance? Oh, because they can actually sing. Every one of them is an impressive vocalist. 
Yeah, I mean, it's very maximalist Eurovision, right? It, it's very maximalist, and I'm, I'm here for that. Mike, you and I have had the running gag of Hurricane being a show on the CW where the conceit is that they're spies, and everyone knows they're spies. There's a show that went on for a very short period of time, but it's called Comrade Detective, and the premise of it is a cop show that was made in Romania in the early 80s, and it's not that thing. But it has that kind of color temperature, the actual music video performance has that same feel of this could have been easily produced in the present as a past artifact this is the theme music for serbian bones yeah. oh my god <laughs> there's just something about the instrumentation that makes my brain go this is the music for bones <laughs> stop reading my diary ben no, no. <laughs> There are a couple of body horror moments in this song as well, believe it or not. <laughs> I know I was shocked the first time I heard this when I heard Lako Samti Ushleu Vena. I'm like, excuse me? That's now I'm inside of your veins. And it's like, what? <laughs> this is right after the one, two girls. Come on! Which is yeah. one of like my favorite parts of the song. Because it's very Serbian Charlie's Angels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb. I think this one might end up winning the public vote. That's a big limb. I want to see what the performance looks like before. I think they might be able to do what Kano did in 2019. And it's not necessarily getting a whole bunch of 12s, but if you average seven points per country, it's just going to start adding up and adding up. They are capable vocalists, so I'm not worried about that part of the performance. It will come down to staging, but I think they have a lot to work with staging-wise and choreography-wise. And this could be something that is really fun. And I don't think it's necessarily going to be impacted by there not being an audience up against the stage. I think they're going to be able to do whatever it is they need to do to the people who are sitting way back in the actual arena part of the arena. And I think it's going to end up translating really well on TV. I'm starting to follow your line of thought. You've got several good points here, especially when you think about, in addition to all of these ladies being talented and extremely competent vocalists, this is not something that is going to be intimidating for any of the others at all. You don't require an audience to feed off your energy when you have this powerful, absolutely overpowering skank power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to say Yana Trazi Obihanja without breaking a sweat. That is absolutely overwhelming. So this will not concern them. Yeah, I think you're right. They'll be very good performers on stage. They'll sound good if maybe they dial down a little bit of the instrumentation, which is always possible. A lot of times these single mixes surprise me a lot when they make it onto the Eurovision stage. And that would also be something that they might be able to fix between rehearsals and the semifinal, and then between the semifinal and the final. There's a lot of opportunity to do those kind of tweaks, I would hope. I don't know if I'm necessarily rooting for this one. Like, I, I would be okay with this one doing very well. I don't know if it, I'm bold enough to say this is going to win. I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think this is going to surprise people in how well it's going to do. Yeah, I, I can see that. In the moment, when I'm listening to the song, there's a lot going on. I love it. But then the second it's over, everything leaves. I really want to see what that final performance looks like to see if that will help finally make this click. I agree that it's fun, and I can totally see it sneaking through. I'm not 
sure I'm fully on board with it. it's going to win the public vote. But I can see it doing well and racking up a lot of sixes and sevens. This is a strong entry from Serbia, no matter what. Up next is Georgia and Tornike Kipiani with you. Tornike won Georgian Idol in 2019 to become the artist for 2020 and was reselected internally for 2021. On Georgia's X Factor, which he also won in 2014, he was mentored by Tomta, who represented Cyprus a few years ago. Mike, you included a link of him covering Can't Get You Out of My Head by Kylie Minogue. I clicked that expecting it to be a faithful cover and no, it, it does the gravelly hard rock thing that it, of course he's going to do. Yeah, I always throw that link in there because you always click on it and you're always mad about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I always click on it going, ooh, Tornike doing an up-tempo pop number? No. He tried to represent Georgia in 2017, but he finished 23rd out of 25 in their national selection that year. In addition to winning all of Georgia's various pop music competition programs, he's a professional architect. Georgia as a nation had their best finish in 2010 and 2011, where they came ninth both years, and they have not qualified since 2016. Mike, does this change their record? I like this song quite a bit. I think this is really bad placement in the running order. I think people may end up treating this one as a bathroom break, which is unfortunate. I'm rooting for Georgia, but I don't know how to help them because they consistently misunderstand the assignment, but turn in good and interesting work. So <laughs> it's just like, Georgia, I, I want to help you, but I don't know what to do. Tabor, what are your thoughts on this song? I'm a Georgia fan at Eurovision too, to the extent that I actually watched the Georgian Idol final live where he got got selected and he won by a tiny little hair it was so 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 close between him and this other singer he was a very powerful like almost operatic young girl there's a part of me that really was excited to see her going forward and kind of felt like she was the obvious choice and didn't really see him taking it per se i was weirdly into his entry from last year oh yeah the first listen was off kilter to me but once i started listening it realized what he was doing this is great i like this a lot i have no clue if it's going to translate and this year i keep listening to this one and it hasn't clicked with me yet i'm not sure it's going to translate yeah last year's take me as i am it just had that nice fuzzy edge on it that made it very thrilling when it came up it summoned up that sandpaper feeling inside of me that is very satisfying. And this one to me is much more sanded down. That's a great way to put it. Like both of you, I, I like Georgia a lot. I want the best for them, but also what is this? What are you doing? I wish that they could have swapped these two entries. I think you would have done decently last year. And I think last year's entry would be a really interesting contrast to a lot of the songs this year, but still be relevant and still getting the message across that I think they were trying to get across last year. It's in a weird spot in the running order because Serbia is going to be full maximalist explosion. Albania, Angela is going to like blow the walls off of the Ahoy. Uh, and then Tornike is here. I will make one projection on this one. This is a non-qualifier. Yeah. Unless the jury is feeling... The jury is not going to notice this. No jury is going to notice this one. One of the reasons that I feel for Georgia so much is that they don't have a lot of 
natural champions, natural best buds that always try and give them the benefit of the doubt. They're sort of out there on their own on the jury votes and the televotes. Oh, yeah. And especially in the semifinal, because they have no neighbors competing in this one. They're all in the first semifinal. Oh, man. Ooh. Yeah, they're really out in the boonies this time. Bring back Nina Sablati and I will scream. And the last one that we are talking about today is Albania's entry. They were the first to select, and they selected Angela Peristeri and her song Karma. She won Albania's Festivali Kangas in December. And Angela has tried out for X Factor Greece. She won the first season of Albania's Your Face Sounds Familiar. Uh, and she's competed multiple times in Albania's Kanga Magic, winning that in 2017. Albania's best finish was in 2012, where they came in fifth place. They've got a so-so record. They're 9-16 and 16 for qualifying, but they have qualified the last two years. This reminds me of Yonita Maliki's from a few years ago, and I think that's good for Albania. Ah. They did decent with that one. When I watched bits and pieces of Festival I guess my ear was drawn to all of the shiny pop numbers and knew in my heart of hearts that that's not what Albania has Festival I Kangas for. Right. It's- it's not, it's not what they do. Yeah. <laughs> when this one was announced as the winner, I'm like, yes, this is what Albania wants to send, and it's good. And it feels like they're going to pull together a strong performance that could push them through. Oh, yes. She has the skills to emote this into the rafters. She is definitely going to bring the drama. Just thinking of what her performances were like at FIK in December. She was doing a lot of work in that performance, and the win was well-deserved. Ben, I completely agree with you that this is very reminiscent of what uh, Unita did in 2019. But I think this is a little bit more accessible, which I think is going to work in Albania's favor. It feels like this song is also kind of familiar just in terms of the Balkan ballad and the music that typically comes from that region at Eurovision. But it's the only one that's doing that this year, and it's doing it really well. And I think in a year where there's a lot of nostalgia and kind of clinging to what's familiar, that's also going to work in Albania's favor. I I think Albania stands a really good shot with this one. Agreed. Yeah, it is kind of Eurovision tropey in its Balkan balladness, but like you said, there's not any competitors that are watering down the field for that, so it'll stand out. Given that it's a really good manifestation of that exact tropal kind of family, it has everything that you want from that exact kind of product, and it's so funny how we're so starved for content by the time that December comes around that we actually tends to have the experience of peeking into FIK because they're always first in the calendar. But this is exactly what you expect to come out of that. And I think it's a good manifestation of coming out of that. And this is one where the lyrics, again, being in Albanian gives them a beautiful kind of color and flair despite the intense pessimism that's inside of this track. It is deeply, deeply, deeply bummer territory i like that they have kept it in albanian this year because i feel like when albania hasn't qualified it's because they've taken a song that was lovely 
in its original language and then tried to cram the exact translation of the lyrics into the same melody. Yes. Yes, and it's exhaustingly inappropriate at one, and it loses that texture that comes from somebody singing in a language that they can actually emote through very comfortably. And she can certainly emote through this narrative of being abandoned by God. I mean, it, it, it is really dire <laughs> what she's going through. And I think it's interesting that even though Albania did select first, I feel like this is kind of an undiscovered track or it's not being talked about a lot, probably because there has been this long time frame that's been available, but I don't think people are bored with it or they haven't had the opportunity to get bored with it because they're like too busy focusing on all of the really popular ones. This one has the potential of sneaking in, which I think is fun. On the night, you have all the ones that you're rooting for, but then this one blows off the roof of the Ahoy. It's going to sneak up on people. Mm -hmm. You really can never underestimate all the nannies that watch Eurovision, all the antiquarian old women that someone belting out an anthem of loss just connects with their very soul and will cheerfully televote this lovely young woman into the sky. This might be one of my favorite Albanian entries. It's a very good one for them. Thinking of the time that they have done best uh, in 2012 was with Seuss, which is another one that is, is a woman just sort of crying out. Yeah. That one did not click with me at all. This one is definitely clicking with me. That is when Albania does well. That's a fun note to leave things on. <laughs> <laughs> Tabert, thank you so much for joining us for this conversation. Yeah, this has been a blast. Is there anything you'd like to plug? You can find me on Twitter at Cakes and Courage. I do some tweets sometimes. And yeah, that's where you can find me online. This was fun, boys. Excellent. Thank you so much for taking part and l l letting us know your thoughts on all of the chaos that is happening in this part of the semifinals. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm I'm always happy to be called on to consult on the slot anthems. So glad <laughs> that I could do that service. That's going to do it for this episode of the Euro What. Thanks for listening. The Euro What podcast is hosted by Mike McComb, that's me, and Ben Smith. That's me. You can follow the Euro What on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcast app of your choice. If you would like to support the show, we're also on Patreon at patreon.com slash eurowhat. Show notes are in the description of this episode and on our website at eurowhat.com. If you'd like to contact us, we're at eurowhat on Twitter, or you can email eurowhatpodcast at gmail.com. Next week on the Euro What, we review the last six songs of the second semifinal with our special guest, Maura Johnston. 